This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast. On this Thursday morning, the 1st of September, 2022. Thanks for joining us this morning. We've got another beautiful day today. Blue skies, not too hot. Got some cool breezes rolling across the farmland. Hey, thanks for joining us this morning. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can subscribe to the podcast channel. We'll send you out an email notice once the episode comes out. These are your top five headlines for this Thursday morning, September the 1st. Let's start off with headline number five. Teacher wins lawsuit after the district forced her to violate her beliefs. ADF Media, in a victory for free speech at public schools, Fort Riley Middle School officials have agreed to pay $95,000 in damages and attorney's fees for violating a math teacher's First Amendment rights when they reprimanded and suspended her for addressing a student by the student's legal and enrolled name and forced her to conceal the student's social transition from the student's parents. Attorneys with Alliance Defending Freedom and Krigsauer Nay Loss Group represented Pamela Ricard in her lawsuit against school officials. From the Kansas City Star, in order to be respectful to the student without compromising her own beliefs, she referred to the student as Miss Last Name. The lawsuit states, Her attorney stated Ricard regularly uses last names instead of first names as a more formal way of addressing students or getting students' attention. The school district, according to Ricard's attorneys, also forced the teacher to conceal the student's social transition to his parents. Ricard was supposed to use the student's preferred pronouns and preferred name in class, but the student's legal name with parents. The teacher retired in May, and as part of the settlement, the district agreed to issue a statement that she was in good standing without any disciplinary action against her, her attorney's state. Okay, so this is, uh, this is good news. Uh, people are starting to push back on all this nonsense of using pronouns and hiding the students' gender social issues from their parents. This is really evil. Parents should know about what their children are doing in school and in classes. If you remember when you had the teacher-parent meetings, right, they would go in to meet with the teachers and they'd give them an update on how they're doing in school. And the fact that you would hide that from parents is really, really inappropriate, out of line. And this is the problem with public schools. Already more than 3 million people have left public schools now as a result of all of this nonsense going on inside the schools, the indoctrination, teaching of CRT, the ideas of uh, transgenderism and LGBTQ celebration days. This is what you get with a secular society that denies God's existence, that that denies 
moral values, Christian values. And uh, I'm glad to see that this teacher won her case. And I hope that others follow to stand up. She's leading the way, and we need to push back on this complete, absurd nonsense. All right, headline number four. Report, rank-and-file FBI agents demand Christopher Wray resignation. From the Washington Times, rank-and-file FBI agents say they cannot see how FBI Director Christopher A. Wray stays in his position after the Washington Times exclusive report about a senior bureau official stepping down under scrutiny for suspected political bias affecting investigations. Kurt Siodak, a lawyer and former FBI agent who represents whistleblowers at the Bureau, said agents tell him that Mr. Ray has lost control of the agency and should resign. I'm hearing from FBI personnel that they feel like the director has lost control of the Bureau, he said. They're saying, how does this guy survive? He's leaving. He's got to go. Benny Johnson, Swarm of FBI agents demand Chris Ray resign as whistleblowers expose everything. Fox News, FBI whistleblowers have said in disclosures that Ray often failed to take action after being notified about problems within the Bureau, including claims of being forced to sign false affidavits and sexual harassment claims. All right, let's listen to uh, Sean Hannity's report on this uh, news breaking with the Washington Times of the agency and needs to resign. According to the Washington Times report, these whistleblower claims include allegations of bias, even being forced to sign false affidavits. And according to my sources tonight, who I spoke to within the last hour, uh, that are directly involved with the whistleblowers, there are at now at least 20 confirmed whistleblowers that have come forward. And according to their attorney, quote, I'm hearing from FBI personnel that they feel like the director has lost control of the bureau. He said they are saying, how does this guy survive? He's leaving. He's got to leave. Now, also breaking tonight, a new memo from the Attorney General, Merrick Garland, and his office. They're sending a stern reminder this night to staff about policies that limit contact with members of Congress. By the way, that would mean FBI members talking to members of Congress as whistleblowers. Uh, so this letter, obviously, a convenient reminder from the Attorney General of the United States. So the question is, is he trying to silence these whistleblowers? Because it certainly looks like it at this hour. Now, it also looks like they're trying to pressure these whistleblowers. But what, Democrats, they only like hearsay whistleblowers, not real whistleblowers? That sounds like intimidation directly from the AG's office. And the AG and the FBI director need to encourage whistleblowers, not silence them, not intimidate them. This sounds like a veiled threat. Let me remind you of the policy about talking to Congress or what, or else what? You get fired for identifying corruption and abuse of power when they should be applauded if it's true. Now, all of this comes following a major report last night where top FBI agent Tim Tebow was reportedly escorted out of the Washington field office on Friday by two or three other agents accused of, quote, 
political bias in handling the investigation of Hunter Biden's computer laptop. And now Tebow, through his lawyer, is now pushing back against the report among growing scrutiny of his conduct. And while Joe Biden claims to care about law and order, while he continues to completely ignore this two-tiered system of justice, the blatant political bias and corruption inside the FBI, the DOJ, his FBI, his DOJ. Take a look. I'm opposed to defunding the police. I'm also opposed to defunding the FBI. Look, there's no greater responsibility for government than ensuring the safety of our people. When Hunter's home gets raided, I hope he feels the same way. Here on this program, we want to be very clear. We condemn all threats and all attacks on law enforcement, not when it's just politically convenient. As a matter of fact, on this program, for the rank and file, the 95, 98, 99 percent, we are very grateful for all the good FBI uh, agents and employees that risk their lives to keep us safe. We support them. Now, but the FBI is not immune from oversight, and they're not immune from criticism, and they're not immune from having bad apples or being called out for massive agency-wide failures and the failures inside, especially the upper echelon of the FBI. Now, also breaking tonight, we're now learning that amid growing scrutiny of the FBI and the DOJ, that the department is now banning political appointees from partisan events. Uh, but I'm sorry, that just isn't good enough, FBI Director Ray and Attorney General Garland. Now, they have done a disservice. Director Ray knew there were problems with the upper echelon of the FBI. When he took over, he should have taken what should be the world's premier law enforcement agency, and he should have cleaned up the politics in the FBI. He didn't do it. And now things are worse with Merrick Garland because he seems to be weaponizing the DOJ, the Biden DOJ. And getting away with everything has now led to more politics or politicizing of the FBI, which, by the way, I predicted would happen many times on this program if we didn't hold the people that abused FISA warrants and used Hillary Clinton's bought-and-paid-for dossier uh, and lied to a FISA court judges not once but four times to spy on a presidential candidate and a president. Or as the Wall Street Journal editorial board pointed out, why is there one standard for Hillary Clinton and one standard for Donald Trump? Remember, this is now a DOJ that appears hell-bent on finding anything they can use against the 45th president. We saw that in the warrant and the raid at Mar-a-Lago. But it is the same organization that let Hillary Clinton off the hook for mishandling a ton of top-secret classified materials on unsecured private servers because even Jim Comey acknowledged crimes were committed, but no reasonable prosecutor, he said, would bring a case. The same people that let her get away with clear obstruction of justice. She deleted 33,000 emails. Remember okay, so there you go. This is, uh, this is the real problem here. The only way we're going to be able to solve this is in the midterms. Everybody needs to vote out every single Democrat that's uh, in uh, elected office right now. We need to be able to take back. We need to go get in there, do committee hearings. We need to root out all these partisan, politicized, weaponized elites that are running the FBI Merrick Garland has to go. He needs to be impeached, taken out. He's a very much a partisan. And we see a two-tiered justice system that's just not going to make it in this country. What made this country great was the fact that Lady Liberty had blindfolders on. And we're not seeing that now within our justice system. So I'm glad these whistleblowers are coming out. They're trying to silence them. This is becoming a banana republic. 
and the Democrats are completely off the reservation. They need to be uh, uprooted, removed. We need to restructure the FBI and the DOJ all the way from the top, completely down to the bottom, and start all over again. All right, headline number three. UN Human Rights Council releases report detailing China's treatment of Uyghurs as possible crimes against humanity. From the Daily Caller, the United Nations Human Rights Body will release a report documenting Chinese human rights abuses against the Uyghur minority groups hours before High Commissioner Michelle Batchelet steps down. AFP reported Wednesday. Batchelet had promised to release the long-awaited report by the end of this month, but said on August 25th that substantial input from China given during a customary review period had indefinitely delayed publication. The New York Times, the release ended nearly a year-long delay that had exposed Miss Batchelet and her office to fierce pushback by rights groups, activists, and others who accused her of kowtowing to Beijing, which had sought to block the report. Reporter Benjamin Alvarez, the UN's report on Xinjiang says China's treatment of the Uyghur minority may constitute international crimes, in particular crimes against humanity. Now, the United Nations is also another big issue, too. We have a problem with the UN. Everybody knows this. They're biased, not honest brokers. And we can see that the CCP is influencing, influencing their reports. This is what totalitarian dictators do. They hide the truth. They they hide behind uh, their ideology, and they influence others. And this uh, Miss Batchelet, she is uh, just a useful idiot for the totalitarian regime of the CCP. We all know that the Uyghurs have been slaughtered by the CCP, taking their organs, raping them, torturing them in their jails, over a million of them in the CCP. I don't see how any American could do business with the CCP, knowing what's going on inside China in these concentration camps. We need to decouple from China. We need to bring all of our manufacturing back to the United States. We need to completely release ourselves from the burden of the Chinese Communist Party. So I'm calling for a complete decoupling from China back to the U.S., everything made in the U.S., much higher quality, and we'll even charge higher prices because we know the products will be made much better here in the U.S. than in China. They'll last a lifetime, and we won't be replacing Chinese goods every couple years because they break, because they're cheap, cheaply made, and we're using cheap labor, slave labor from the Chinese uh, citizens and individuals that are being abused by the Chinese Communist Party. All right, headline number two, stressing the grid, California tells drivers, not to charge EVs after announcing EV mandate. From the Washington Examiner, California has reaffirmed its commitment to banning gasoline-powered cars and requiring all new sales to be of electric cars in coming years. Now, California's grid operator is telling residents not to charge their electric cars during regular heat waves in order to avoid straining the grid. Residents have been advised to take voluntary energy cuts, including setting their thermostats to 78 degrees Fahrenheit and not charging their electric cars. This is because the demand for electricity remains high and there is less solar energy available. 
it turns out you can't run a state of roughly 39 million people entirely on solar panels. Who could have guessed? Michael Schellenberger, August 24, California bans sale of new gasoline-powered cars. August 30th, California asks Californians to avoid charging electric vehicles due to electricity shortages. Robbie Starbuck. This comes days after California became the first state to ban gas cars by 2035, which means massive pain for the grid there when everyone is forced to drive only electric cars. Toddlers could run a state more competently than Democrats. Okay, so this is where truth, logic, and common sense do not come into play when you have ideologues running a state like California, when their ideology is so strong that it forgets about truth, logic, and common sense, then this is what you have. To say that we're going to ban all gas-powered automobiles, and yet right now, even with the very small percentage of 2 or 3%, maybe California's a little higher, uh, use of EVs, what are you going to do when you have 39 million people running uh, EVs? How are you going to support all that electricity drain on the grid? Most of the electricity is run by natural gas. And so the idea that you're using electricity from where? Where's it coming from? It's coming from fossil fuels. And the idea that you're going to ban cars is just completely absurd. This is what you get with Governor Newsom. This is why you got to vote them out, California. California has completely been destroyed by these ideologues, these Democrats. They do not know how to run uh, states. They do not know how to run the country. And the midterms are here. We need to get these guys out of here. In other words, we're going to lose the country to these wacko ideas. And California is a very good example of why these things do not work. They won't work, and they have no truth, common sense. All right, headline number one. The DOJ filing, appointments of special master would slow investigation. From the Daily Wire, the Department of Justice filed its response opposing the appointment of a special master to review documents seized by the FBI at the Mar-a-Lago home of former President Donald Trump. Included in the response was a picture featuring classified documents on the floor of the former president's Florida estate. The filing also argued that the appointment of a special master would slow the ongoing investigation. NBC, the Justice Department said it could not trust information that came from Trump's orbit ahead of the Florida search and that a representative for the former president falsely asserted that classified documents had been turned over to the government. So we can see very clearly a two-tiered justice system and how the DOJ weaponizes and politicizes a Republican president, but when it comes to a Democrat like Hillary Clinton or Obama, they treat them with kid gloves. You see it very clearly. You see that they're being very nitpicky. They're just trying to destroy Trump so that he doesn't run again in 2024. And this is why the FBI needs to be completely stripped down, a nonpartisan institution, the DOJ, same thing. We have a bunch of partisans running these uh, higher levels of government, not how America was designed. It's not how it was built. And we're seeing that the opposition party is attacking their opponents. And this is all about politics, and that's not how it should be run. So just remember the midterms are coming. Everybody needs to be prepared. They need to get your friends out. We need to take back the House and the Senate and the White House in 2024. All right, thanks for joining us on this Thursday at the Firm America podcast. 
Thanks very much. Have a wonderful day. God bless you, and we'll see you tomorrow. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it. 